Hi, everybody. I'm Jody Carlton. And for reasons that I won't get into and bore you with, we've actually decided to replace episode nine. So what I'm going to do is play for you one of my YouTube videos that is, is actually one of the most watched videos of my entire YouTube channel. It's a video that I recorded many years ago. I think it was in 2016. And it just literally, it just kind of blew up on, on YouTube um, on how to know if someone with autism loves you. And I'm going to give you guys some inside scoop on this video that not anybody knows on the YouTube channel. But when I originally recorded this video, I was still working in my clinical private practice as a counselor. Now I'm a, a coach. For those of you who seek my services around the world, virtually, but I was still in my clinical brick and mortar private practice. And I was working with a lot of adolescent teenagers and even parents who had younger children on the spectrum, some adults and some couples also at the time, a little bit more of a mix. So the, the parents that I was working with who had teenagers on the spectrum and some partners, there was just a lot of questions to me from those folks, the neurotypical folks, about feeling like their, their child or their partner um, even siblings who were autistic, not really knowing how to know if they were loved, not knowing how to tell if they were loved by the, the autistic individual in their life. Because a lot of times, if you're in the, that relationship, the way that love is communicated and shared by someone who's neurodivergent can be really different from the way that a neurotypical person receives it. So it can be hard to know when you're being loved. So when I recorded that video, how to know if someone with autism loves you, it was actually intended for not just couples. It was intended for parents who have autistic children. It was intended for, for siblings. My son is 16 years old. He was much younger at the time. And he is neurotypical. And his sister, my daughter, is neurodivergent. And I see a lot of siblings even struggling with feeling loved by their neurodivergent sibling, because that language is just so, so different. So I just see this a lot in, in these relationships and even friendships. So that is why I originally recorded this video is for everybody, but it applies to all neurodiverse relationships. So I'm going to upload the audio, which I've edited a little bit here, not really changed it, but edited it a little bit to be more applicable to now. Just a few things have been changed. Not much. And you can still go and watch the new and improved version over on YouTube if you want. So here it is for you. Hello and welcome. I'm Jody Carlton and your host today. I'm neurotypical, which means I'm not autistic, but I've spent my entire life in relationships loving people who are autistic. Moreover, I've spent the majority of my career educating about autism and helping couples bridge the gap in neurodiverse relationships. But this podcast is for you. It's a place to talk with me, to share your struggles, talk to me about your wins, your challenges, your victories, and also hear from other professionals who really get it and understand you. So what will we talk about today? How do you tell if someone who is autistic? How do you tell if they love you? Well, one of the ways that you can tell, and I'm going to go kind of down the list here, is they will want to be in your presence. Um, they may not want to be there in, in your presence as much as, as you'd like, but they, they will show, they will make time for you. 
So pay attention to that and pay attention to uh, what they, they do to be in your presence. They may not want to be right next to you. They may not want to uh, share as much physical contact with you as you'd like, um, but they will make it a point to be near you and to be in your presence. It may be across the room <laughs> and it, they may be wanting to do things that are part of their own special interests, but they will want to be around you. Um, they may also accept physical contact from you more than they, they accept from others. Um, so even though physical contact is sometimes really uncomfortable and, and sometimes painful for, for folks on the spectrum, they may tend to accept it more from you than they do others. My daughter, uh, it's hard for her. And uh, I have some other folks in my life who are on the spectrum that are adults. And physical contact can be hard, but they will, they understand that physical contact is important for me. So uh, they will accept it from me, even though they will not accept it from others. It may be brief, but um, my daughter's actually told me, mom, I know hugs are important for you. So she'll come to me and we even call her Aspie hug and it's kind of sideways. Um, but she will accept it for me because she knows it's important for me. And so if you have someone on the spectrum in your life, make sure you communicate to them that that physical contact is important to you so that they know, make sure they know, and then see, see if they actually accept it from you. That's an important thing to look for. Also, if you ask someone if they love you and they say they do, take it for what it's worth. Don't continue to ask. Don't continue to badger them. Well, are you sure you do? Or, you, you know, well, well, how do you love me? You know, if they say, yes, I do love you, then take it for what it's worth. So one of the things that you want to do is learn to speak their language. You know, what is their love language? I actually love Gary Chapman's series of books called The Love Languages. He first came out with five love languages for adults. And I think that this applies to those uh, on the spectrum as well. You might want to check it out. Gary Chapman is his name. So what are the ways that your person who is on the spectrum, how do they show love? You want to pay attention to what do they do? Is it through words? Is it through actions? Is it through gifts? Is it through deeds, acts of service that they do things for you? You, you won't want to pay as much attention to how you feel, how you receive love as to how they give love. So you want to pay attention to what did they do when they are loving? You want to play detective and figure out what is it they do, to, not just you, to, but to others. And if they're doing that thing for you or to you, then they do love you. And then Another way that you can kind of know that, that you're loved by someone on the spectrum is do they include you in their special interests? And do they, do they want to include you a lot? Um, because if you're really a special person to them and they want to invite you into their world a lot, um, you, know, you know, someone on the spectrum, sometimes they're willing to talk to just about anybody about their special interests, but if they really want to include you and make you a part of their, their um, special interests, and now with kids, you know, kids still talk to a wall about their special interests. But um, if we're talking about an adult who has special interests, whether it's um, reenactment groups or 
there's so many different kinds of special interests. If they really want to include you and and get you involved and and that's that's part of spending time with you too, then you can know that you're loved. Now, sometimes that's not the way you receive love. And that can be hard. So it's important to have those conversations if you're an adult and you love an, an, an adult who's on the spectrum. It's important to have conversations with them about how you receive love. Um, oftentimes, those on the spectrum, they need scripting. They need a script. And it can be hard. It, it may seem like, oh, that doesn't seem natural. I want them to just know how to love me. Well, that's not how it works always with with people who are on the spectrum. They need, they, they oftentimes they want us, they want to know how, tell me how I love you. Tell me how you need to be loved. And although it may feel forced and it may feel scripted, you will start receiving the love that you want if you'll tell them how. And you kind of got it. You have to get over your ego and get over your pride and get over that idea that, well, they just need to know me. They need to learn me. They need to figure it out for themselves. It's not that simple for those on the spectrum because they don't pick up on those subtle cues. We have to tell them. That doesn't mean that they love you any less. It just means their brains don't pick up on those little cues. So it's okay to tell them how to love you. What you need from them. Is it getting flowers? Is it words? Do you want them to say? Do you want them to write you a poem? Do you want them to make you a playlist on Amazon of, of beautiful love songs? Um, do you want them to um, take you to dinner and pick the, pick the restaurant for you? Well, how, however it is that you feel like you feel loved, write down those things for them and give them a list. And then you will find yourself being loved more often. Remember to tune in each week for a new episode of your neurodiverse relationship podcast. Now, remember, this is your podcast and I want to talk to you. Share with me your personal experiences with neurodiversity. If you're a professional working with autism, I'd also like to talk to you. To be a guest on the show, the link is in the episode description where you can book a time for a recorded chat with me. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any of the wonderful conversations we're having here and the relationship insights and tips that I have for you. Until next time.